Berisha. Diamante. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Berisha. Connor Cade on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western service crew are celebrating. Welcome back to All Out West and what a memeable first round of the new A-League season. With Sturridge's three touches, the broadcast issues between Wu and Vuck's first derby and the SpongeBob and Patrick halftime show. This week we are joined by Jay, the Pit Viper Orton, Levy off his brain Heenan, Scott uh, Stone Cold Scott Austin couldn't make it, the Professor Mike Kelsey, and I'm your host Wallace and you don't make nicknames for yourself because that's weird. How's it going lads? Oh, after that um, introduction, I'm <laughs> shell-shocked. <laughs> Give me 30 seconds, I'll go yeah. grab the Pit Vipers, but I don't think I can do it for the whole pod, but <laughs> no, I think I'll pass this week. Yeah. But yeah, good, uh, good anyway. Yeah, disappointing result on Saturday, but I've already moved on. Yeah, good to be back. Just at, at a proper league game. So, you know, as much as it would have been good to grab the win, hopefully we get one on Friday. Quick turnaround. So, yeah, just excited to get on with the season. Yeah, it was a bit of a fun one, wasn't it? Getting to the pub early. I believe uh, the Western Service crew may have gained some new uh, friends at a local function they had there at the Barwon Club. Yes, we did. Yeah. Hang on, I'll tell you, give you a proper shout out to the model. Uh, I think it is the Modawari Football Club. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I got one of them to look it up for me. Um, yeah, shout out to the Modawari Football Club jumping in the pregame with us. A few of them actually, uh, I think two of them were actually members, foundation members of the club. So couldn't make it down to the game because they had their footy function on, but. Uh, yeah, it was good to see just a bunch of other people jumping in and showing some support, even if, you know, it's their first ever involvement with active support or Australian football. I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we seen them down at the at the Barwon more often. Yeah, look, even if we pull one or two fans out of it, better than none. Definitely. Kelsey, where did we end up before game? What was it bloody called again? Black Man's Brewery, the Grovedale... What? portion of the business which was yeah, quite nice. That, that was good there. That had a really good vibe there. Um we sat up the top bit, got to watch all the ants down below us. Some really nice beers. Yeah, just a great setup there. The club set up a promotion where um the first 30 people to buy a pint there in reference Western United would get a prize pack. I would have gone there anyway. I didn't actually know Black Men's Brewery had a a like a little microbrewery there the only one i'd seen was in torquay so and that one was great so kelsey and i popped along before we made it to the pre-game and yeah what a great little little place there yeah, i didn't even know Grovedale had an industrial area did you two grab just a quick 30 points down them all and get all the prize packs for yourself <laughs> it was just a, it was a three-game membership and i'm already like a member so it's yeah uh, it's one pint each sell them off for 10 bucks a pop, and there you go. 15 points for free. Look, if you had a, look, if you no, had a no, couple of had, the masks um, that we were to the... Sorry, they had uh, uh, three-game memberships available if you buy a pint, just to clarify. Yeah. 
Ah, it's a good so, promotion. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll I, do I, something like that later on. Yeah, it was fully booked out when we got there. What were you going to say, Lebby? I was just going to say, if you had a few of the masks that we tend to wear to the games, I think you probably could have got in and got a few of them for yourself without them noticing. <laughs> uh, that that would be correct. Uh, classic dead presidents. Uh, always good. Are they actually dead? Those guys or uh, Reagan? Uh, and at Nixon. least one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reagan's He's definitely like, dead. Yeah. Suicidal tendencies were coming for him for him in like the freaking eighties. Uh, do you know who you should really have as a mask, just as a follow-up to that, which has been on a tangent? Uh, John Howard, and he should be dead. <laughs> Look, I think... I was going to say... We might have a new business of um, we can create a mask company of yeah, old Australian politicians and new ones. I, I just thought it like giving a bit of an Australian tint. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what we should do is probably get into the club update. You guys keen? Yeah. yeah. You know it. What club update? Now, it was revealed on the green room that West United in the 2021 season tried to get Dylan Wenzel Halls on a loan. Do you think this could have changed the outcome of last... Are you guys hearing that? Yeah, yeah. Birds? Oh, I'm hearing birds. No, I'm not hearing. Maybe that's my place. I'm hearing Wallace. No, I'm hearing it. Is it a little Indian yeah. minor birds? S- something outside. That's okay. That's no, cool. I just didn't. I didn't. I wanted. To, okay, that's cool. I just hear it. I'll get back into it. So, what do you guys I, think? I, of, I, I uh, thought you were doing <laughs> something pod related, and I could. No, no, no. Like, I was hearing on, something. I couldn't. I couldn't tell if it was local to me. Uh, sorry, I yeah. get a bit like sensitive to a, to sounds. But what do you guys think yeah, of Dylan Wenzel Halls? I'm going to throw to you, Lebby. Look, I funny story. Tried to get a jersey of his last week, but it wouldn't let me put the hyphen on the back. So I had to contact the club, and I'm waiting to hear back from him on seeing whether or not I can get a kit from them or not with his name on the back. But um, look, I think it would have been great last season. Uh, Bessart definitely slowed down towards the end of the season, even though he had a few good games, still scored a few crucial goals. But um, having someone, especially young, that was already proven to an extent in the A-League, especially when we got um, the tired legs on that big run at the end of the season where we didn't do well at all, I feel like it would have been a really good uh, different look might not have changed the outcome, but we would have at least had a different option going forward, which is where I think we lack the most, apart from those couple of thumpings. Yeah, Leb Kelsey, uh, Jay Kelsey. Yeah, I, uh, look, I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the season, but yeah, I, I agree with Leb that it would have given us at least a different option. We could have started with Wales in um, Wenzel Hall's up front, especially when Wales was on fire, they could have fed off each other a little bit. More, but I don't think anything was really changing the outcome because it was mostly yeah, just fatigue all round across the pitch, to be honest. Yeah. We're, we're pretty awful towards that back end of the season. Maybe best case scenario, we finished just outside of the top six, but I don't think we would have made finals last year with or without Dylan Wenzel Halls. I think it was a squad issue that no one player could have solved. Unless it's maybe like a messy character coming in, but Dylan's not that good. Hopefully one day, but not not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Well, we'll move on. But it's just a, an interesting thought because I was listening to the green room last week again. A really great initiative the club is doing with uh, FNR Radio, who do great Australian content. 
Now, onto another fun one. West United, in partnership with the Hapsa Group and Food Bank, Food Bank Victoria, have united to put meals on the table for thousands of people in need across Victoria. The 2021 Food Bank Hunger Report showed that one in six adults in Victoria hadn't had enough to eat in the last year. A staggering 1.2 million children have gone without food in the last year as well. The Goals to Fight Hunger initiative will see $200 donated to Food Bank for every goal scored by Western United through the rest of the season. And the money raised will go directly to Food Bank Victoria. Every goal kicked throughout the season creates 400 meals to, for vulnerable Australians. I think that's amazing. Kelsey, thoughts? I think it's amazing too. Um, you know, hunger and starvation, especially for amongst the homeless, is a really serious thing. Um, I think it's a good initiative. I know during lockdown, a lot of different uh, organisations, companies, sporting teams worldwide have tried to do similar things to try and... Um, Help those who, you know, can't get a meal be able to at least get one decent meal in their stomach a day. Definitely. Anyone else want to comment on it? Yeah, hopefully um, our game against Perth is similar to the one last year. Five goals would be great for the cause. <laughs> yeah, um, look, I think... Yeah, um, can't be mad at, at that sort of initiative. It's it's good of the club to do. And, yeah, hopefully we, um, we can get some extra donations outside what the club is uh, pushing. Yeah. yeah, look, football fans love goals and let's hope for, especially for this cause and for the entertainment value, that this season's a really bad defensive one. Yeah. Now, on to another bit of news. On Thursday the 18th, Western United announced the appointment of Anthony Frost as the first Western United Academy director. This is a new role for the club and Anthony has a wealth of knowledge from working for six years at the Melbourne City Academy as head coach and coach developer to his time at the men's under 20 team at, F- at Football Australia. He's also also has qualified for his A, B and C license as an instructor. What do you guys think is a, like as a start to our academy? Do you guys think this is a good idea, bad idea from, uh, I'll go to you, Jay. Very good pickup. Two good youth academies there that he's already managed. City There's obviously a lot of good young talent coming out of there. And um, was that the, FA Youth, was that out of Canberra? Yeah, I think it was the, the uh, what, whatever it's called, Tipitanga. Yeah, it's not it in my to, notes, it, but yeah. It used to be, AIS. It used to be the AIS. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. AIS, yeah. So obviously a lot of, some of the best young talent in the country, obviously he would have, um, you know, players like Daniel Alzani and Tilio and stuff like that. You know, a lot of our good young players coming through. So hopefully he can... Um, bring a few up and, and help a few out at, uh, at Western. I'm not mad at that appointment. And with the prestige of that sort of facility as well, you've seen plenty of players and plenty of form soccerers, especially during our golden generation that went through that facility. So if it's anything like it used to be as well, he's got some good experience and he would have worked with some good facilities and good people around him. Yeah, and, and having a proper backroom staff really helps with the on-field performance and development as well. You've got to have the right people in the right positions. And, you know, with his history and pedigree and where he's been, this is a good appointment to help set the foundation up for our academy. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm very excited to see what comes of this and for future players of the West. On to another good one. West United will be powered by Solar Australia Energy Co. throughout the 21-22 Isuzu Ute A-League men's season. That's a mouthful. The club continues to be mindful of its impact on the environment and its efforts to preserve it, and it's proud to unite this 
with Solar Australia Energy Co. as an advertising partner as it can in, continues to advocate for sustainable energy. Solar, Solar Australia Energy Co. will power Australian, uh, Western United's starting lineups each week throughout the season, featuring prominently on social media platforms. I think this has really been a big part of Western United from season one with our recyclable membership cards, which I still have in my wallet the first season because we haven't had one since. What do you guys think, Leb? Look, solar power is always a good thing and um, a great alternative, a green alternative. And not just that, it's a lot cheaper for the people that invest the money into actually using it. So to power with, um, partner with that sort of power company and that sort of, yeah, that sort of business, it'll be, I think it's going to be a good thing. And not just that, the more partners we have, the better. I just wish I'd known about this back in August because that's when I put solar panels on my goddamn roof and I would have gone through them given the fact they're sponsoring the club. I would have thrown them some business. So I'm just a bit gutted. I found out a little too late. Can you get a, can you get a refund on those panels that are installed? No. They're good, they're, good, they're good panels. I just feel like these could be better. They sponsor the club. 100% agree. Now, we'll get on to a little bit of signing news. Now, Ben Collins has signed a one-year academy deal. After a breakout year cap, uh, captaining the inaugural Wu NPL squad, Collins has signed his first professional contract. The 21-year-old centre-back has been training with the squad since the conclusion of the NPL season. Kelsey, thoughts? Of course you're going to say. Look, tell the truth, I don't know too much about him. I'm not going to sit and pretend like I'm an expert on him. Um, I think having a young centre-back is good to have in our development um, and hopefully he can uh, get a crack and do some big things at the club. Any other comments, guys? Look, any, any sort of young player that's coming in with the experience that he's got, him being a captain of his former sides, uh, and I think it'll be a lift. A few of the boys seem to know him already and like him. So, yeah, let's hope he does well. Yep. Do you guys want to move on to the game review? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Kelsey, you got this. All right. Let, let's get into it. So on Saturday night, 20th of November, West United took on Melbourne Victory, or Victory, depending how you want to feel about them, at GMHBA Stadium. Now, season opener in front of 8,120 fans. Uh, Wallace, I'll throw to you. Keeping in mind that this was the third highest attendance attended game across the round, who, how do you think we did crowd number-wise? I think it was pretty good. And I think, although victory did outnumber us in the stands, I think it was pretty good from both. So I'd say we had around, of the 8,120, I think it was, um, I think we had around the 3,000 mark, give or take which I, th- I think is not too bad for a club that's three years old. And we were loud. We The active really showed up that day. There was a lot of new faces. I was pretty happy with it. Again, victory never cut. Like, they always show up in droves. And, yeah, it was pretty good. Leb, Jay, any thoughts on it? Look, I'm going to go in a different direction. I think the crowd was actually a little bit disappointing. I, I feel like... It could have been a lot bigger for what it was being round one, being a game against victory. I feel even even their numbers, even though they're actives and our actives turned out in numbers as we you know we're in the active, pretty much all of the mainstays were there. I'm sure it was the same for them. It seems like the neutral, either the neutral fan or just kind of the 
yeah, the more casual fan didn't attend. Jay, any thoughts? I thought for sure we were going to get 10K. So to see 8K Mm. come up on the board was a bit disappointing. I mean, we had 10K tickets slash booked. So people have got the tickets and not shown up. I I don't get it. I understand if you get your ticket, show up. Like, or palm it off or sell it, do what you want. Just, Mm. you know. I just don't understand how we could have, you know, 10,000 tickets booked uh, a week before the game and 8,000 show up. Um, Honestly... Not a good look for either club, not a good look for the A-League, more importantly, especially with uh, our, the landmark Paramount deal coming into play this round and the problems uh, associated with that that I'm sure we'll probably get into at some point later on. But, yeah, uh, I'm as is not a bad crowd, but I think we should have got more. Yeah, I, I, I personally found it weird that because, you know, I'd heard the, that 10K was sold as well and, that seems like 1,900 people decided to pull out. Seems like uh, a lot of people pulling out, you know, for whatever reason. It's just not good enough. And I feel victory fans would feel exactly the same. I feel like they feel like they could have got bigger numbers too. Yeah. That's why you're feeling like it should have been their home game, not the other way around. And whereas it was more even. Yeah. I've got a, a, a thought there. Could I just butt in if that's okay? Um, do you think the recent freedom so people are able to do more had a negative effect on the game attendance? E.g., I could go to this game, but the world's just opened up. I want to do something else. Do you think that kind of like over like the excessive amount of options people now have, they're kind of a bit sport for choice and they're like, oh, I would like to go that, but maybe, like, you know what I mean? Like you might see attendances pick up once people things have normalized a bit because shopping centers just looks- start to fully open. That definitely could have played into it because, you know, we've seen footy clubs and netball clubs having their Mad Mondays three, four months after their Mad Mondays should have been, you know. So, um, it, yeah, there's probably people going out, you know, having uh, parties that they were supposed to have, birthday parties, work catch-ups, uh, football club drink-ups and stuff like that months after they had them planned. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys have been down. We've been to the pubs pre-game a couple of weeks in a row now. And, you know, I, I popped down to the bridge again last week as well uh, to catch up with some mates and that was packed again. So, yeah, people are definitely making the most of their freedoms and maybe, uh, you know, an A-League game is just not at the top of their list at the moment. Hopefully, uh, yeah, we, we see an uptick in the people that show up to these games, starting with uh, the Perth game. Yeah. Okay. And, look, I do think that 19% – look, I do think it covers some of the absences, but 19% not turning up paid tickets is just a little higher either way. Uh, um, any more thoughts? Yeah, All right. I, I, can, I completely agree. So, look, the first half was a very even contest with West United having the slight edge. And what would be the theme over the 90 minutes? The ball quality in the final third appeared to be the letdown for both sides. I personally noticed that we looked a little bit more solid at the back and the midfield looked great with Kilkenny in there providing support both ways. Jay, did you see any noticeable changes in tactics from last season, both good or bad? From last season, there's an obvious change in, change in tactics. Um, obviously, four at the back, not three. Not win backs. We've got Payne pushing up. We've got Garuccio covering him. 
Uh, I think we didn't see any changes between our FFA Cup game and um, that game and the game on the weekend against Victory because uh, we started Wenzel Halls again and we were putting too many crappy balls into the box again. It's like uh, we had no problem getting the ball around the 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 the, the box and um, and whipping them in. It's just every time we put the ball in, it seemed to fall to a Victory players. And they, they, they were just dealing with it too easily. Um, we did defend a little better, I thought, um, bar one set piece that we completely butchered. Um, but honestly, it's uh, un- unless you know we start putting uh, the ball into the net and start even we honestly finding players in the box because shots on target. I think this game was a very, very big problem. Um, it's not a particularly attractive brand of football, to be completely honest. If, if you're just hitting, hitting and hoping every time. I was not confident um, in Wenzel Halls or Lockie Wales scoring just because of the way we were trying to get to the ball to them. They just didn't get it. We, we couldn't deliver. Um, nothing nothing on them. And honestly, nothing on players like Diamante or anything. I think um, they've been told to play a certain way by Aloisi and I don't agree with it. I, I think um, there's still a little a bit more gelling to happen at Western United and hopefully Aloisi can sort that out. But um, the way we've started, I'm not particularly happy with it. I think we should be we should be um, playing to our players' strengths. Uh, Wallace, what do you think? I think we started pretty strong, but I think we had trouble finishing and the like you could really tell the extra couple of months of that squad being together and the foundations of it being laid. They bossed us in midfield. They, yeah, they were just on top of us and there was a, a tighter squad on the day. Like that's, you, you really saw the cracks, but we also had some really good highlights as well. Like there was a few things that I really enjoyed. Like I think Kilkenny was really good dropping back into a defensive role. So other people like, like other people could move forward. So we have some really good moments and I don't, I didn't watch the game and go, shit, we're gonna have it, we're gonna finish eleventh or twelfth. I saw there's there's improvement, we're probably gonna peak in a few more games. Leb? Yeah, completely agree with what Wallace said and completely agree with what Jay said as well. Uh, I don't think it's a slight on one particular player, whereas more so it was the playing style. Uh, you saw the players until it got a little bit later, where everybody was obviously tired, they're not super fit. It is still early and it's the first game of the season. We've only had one other professional game before this season. Uh, the final product wasn't there and I think a lot of it, yeah, did come down to the gameplay. Yeah, no, I agree. So I'm going to start the next bit by saying there's a lot of information in this next part before we get to the question. So just bear with I'm sitting Sorry, back. I'm sec- getting a beer ready. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, yeah. Figure. You all have about a minute to ninety seconds here, probably. So all right. the second half was much the same, with the final ball letting down both sides until the seventy-fifth minute, where from a corner, and what would be a defensive lapse from West United, where we left Miranda completely unmarked, allowing him to rise and get a free header at Jamie Young's near post. It was a tough goal to concede um, due to the lapse and angle showed. Lockie Wells may have obscured Jamie Young's view at the near post. This now brings us into the next part. There has been a lot of debate amongst fans about Jamie Young starting over fan favourite Ryan Scott. Now, before we get into this debate, I'll provide some preamble to explain why 
maybe Aloisi's brought in Jamie Young and an experienced keeper and um, some stats just to bear in mind for the conversation. So, comparing to last year, Brisbane had an overall save percentage across all competitions of 77.6%, which was the second highest in the league. Western United had an overall save percentage of 71.8, which was the fifth highest. Now, that includes all goalkeepers. Jamie Young played 24 games across all competitions with a save percentage of 78%, with 92 saves from 118 shots on target. He conceded 26 goals across the four games with 1.08 goals conceded per 90 minutes. If you look at just his A, like the season stats, it was 21 games played, six clean sheets, 21 goals conceded, an average of one goal per 90. In contrast, Ryan Scott played 18 and a half games, give or take, because it January come on uh, as an injury cover, with a save percentage of 73%, with 84 saves from 115 shots on target. He conceded 34 goals at an average of 1.83 goals per 90. Ryan Scott also had five clean sheets across the games. In saying that, Ryan Scott's stats can be broken down into the first 10 and a half games where he conceded only 10 goals at a touch under one goal per 90 and the final eight games where there were 24 goals conceded at an average of three goals per 90. Another statistic is that from th- th- uh, Ryan Scott had 359 passes at 66% passing accuracy in less games compared to Ryan Scott, who only had 273 passes at 58% accuracy. With all that in mind, Leb, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Ryan Scott starting over Jamie Young or Young over Ryan Scott? Yeah, we'll get into the um, analysis in a bit, but and it's not just bias because I do love Scotty, but Scott over <laughs> Young. Why do you think that? Look, I could I could name a bunch of reasons. I feel, honestly, the biggest reason I rate Jamie Young as a goalkeeper, great A-league keeper. He's, he's won player of the year in the past at Brisbane and goalkeeper of the year in the league. Pretty sure he's won the Golden Club too with conceding the least clean sheets. I could be wrong with that one, but it, it's tough. Young's an experienced goalkeeper and we definitely, after the departure of Curdo, we definitely needed somebody to fill that void as somebody who's a bit more experienced. But Ryan Scott's morale in the dressing room, the kind of person he is around the club, all the boys love him, all the staff love him. The performances he's put on last season, even though his stats may not show it, there were moments in those matches where he'd G up the crowd a lot more than Jamie Young has in these first couple of games. It might be just because he's fresh and hasn't gotten used to us yet, but Scotty was the kind of player who was being a little bit dangerous and a little bit exciting while being a goalkeeper and a safe pair of fans. He'd come out, he'd have that header out of the box, that clearance out of the box, something that G up the fans and G's up the rest of the team. And something I'm really scared of is the fact that we've got somebody that's so good for the dressing room, so good around the club like Ryan Scott. And if he doesn't get an opportunity after ousting Curdo last year, who was an experienced goalkeeper, has run goalkeeper of the year himself, I feel like there will be other clubs on our doorstep trying to snap him up. And if he's not getting the game time, he's not going to want to be going back to a bricklayer because he is A-league quality. He deserves a full-time contract and he deserves to be playing somewhere, even if it's not us. And I don't want to see him go elsewhere. Jay, where do you sit on this? 
Things come in threes. I think if uh, Jamie Young has a bad game next week, he gets dropped. Um, I don't. I, it could go either way. I think Aloisi is probably going to gonna stick with him. Um, if me personally, Scotty comes in now. He's uh, because Jamie's you know butchered a couple goals in the last couple of weeks, and he's not looked uh, too steady. Um, I thought maybe the first game was you know hiccups, but. Uh, should have done better at his near post, obscured or not. Um, I think he probably should have done better there. Um, we love Ryan Scott. I think it's 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 a hard one to call because it's very early on. And if we're going to be dropping um, Jamie Young after two poor games, well, you know we got this. We could be doing that to. We could have easily done that to Ryan Scott after you know we we had six mm-hmm. bad games in a row last season. Um, no one blamed him obviously, but you know. Could have easily done it, never did. Uh, we showed faith in him, so maybe we show a little faith to Jamie and see what happens. But um, look, I think if he has a shocker against, like personally has a shocker against Perth, I'm not saying concedes because you know you can still concede good goals. I'm saying if he um, flaps around, knocks the ball around, doesn't clear the ball, probably doesn't make a save, palms it directly to a attacker, you know. Um, I think it's probably time for him to uh, be dropped after that, but I'd I'd say it's definitely worth giving him uh, the Perth game on Friday. And where do you sit, Wallace? I again, it's one of those hard hard things to differentiate yourself from the fan. Who again, Ryan Scott is such an enigmatic being. He's good for the dressing room. He's a good egg. Again, all these points you guys have highlighted, I agree with that because I'm 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 pro Ryan Scott. Lebby and you and I had uh, well actually Jay like Jay, Jay and I uh, we had a rad interview with him. He just yeah he's just a good person and you want him to succeed. He's got a, like a really good story, and I'd love to see him our full time see him as our full time keeper. But Jamie Young does have that experience and is a, a proven quantity. So I would love him to like get that number one spot this season. But it's a t- it's it's professional sports. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I not agree. An easy with- gig. No, and like we that's... all do want to see him succeed. <laughs> Sorry, lads. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. Well, do you just want to show the goal for a second, and we'll just yeah, in one word, so we don't keep going on all day about it. In one word, we'll all sum up whether Jamie Young was at fault or whether it was he was a bit unlucky. On the way, ball in near post, the header, and. Well, the Harvey Norman replay here shows a great ball in the near stick. And you see Miranda, he just drifted across that six-yard box. Leaps up, guides the header in the near post, unmarked. All right. In now, one, now one look, in a sentence. Now that I look at back at it, uh, we should have been marked better. Not as at fault. Probably still could have got there, but our defence was at fault more so than Jamie Young for that goal. I will change my opinion. I will say at fault with Jamie Young, even though the defence was at fault too. You saw um, he misjudged the flight of the ball and the first couple of steps he took out is what didn't allow him to get back in time to cover the near post. Mm. Wallace? Yeah, but still an unmarked attacker as, as well. I, oh, I agree. I definitely agree. He's not completely at fault, but he, he could have done better too. Yeah. It was a group effort is what we're saying. 
Yes, 100%. That, that's where I sit on it. It was a complete lapse of, for the entire defence from the goalkeeper through to all the defenders in the box. Not one a of them tragedy, did their job. A tragedy of errors. If the defence was slightly better, Jamie may not have taken those couple of steps forward first and then mm. would have been in position to get a better touch on the ball. Yeah, there, there were quite a few ball watches in that replay. Yeah. Him being one too, but... There were a few. Yeah. So we'll move on from that. Um, so late in the game, it appeared Western United had a potential penalty claim denied when Diamante and Davidson clashed inside the box of what it appeared to be Davidson intentionally turning and ensuring his legs collided or blocked Diamante. Wallace, I'll start with you. Where do you sit? Penalty or not? I would like, if we had it got it, I would have been cool with it. If it was called against me, I would have been upset. So it's a 50-50. You'll take it if it's yours. You'll be upset if it's not. Uh, Leb? Uh, look, it's the, it's the sort of decision where being a Western United fan, I do have that little bit of bias. So I, I feel like it should have been a penalty. But in saying that, it's not complete bias because I feel like if it was on the other foot and it was Diamante taking down Davidson in their box for their penalty, I feel like we would have been lucky to get away with it too. But it's not uh, 100% clear cut. It's that... I feel like I would have been lucky not to concede that and feel like you're lucky to not get it at the same time, but you kind of see where the ref and the VAR were coming from. Yeah. Jay? Um, Diamante actually got a yellow for what I thought was a very similar but more overt challenge not long after that, um, you know, a trailing leg. Uh, I think it's clumsy from Davidson. I don't think there's malice in it, but... Um, he's left the leg in there and Diamante's tripped over it. We've seen him given. Um, I'm surprised VAR didn't even look at it. VAR it didn't even look at it, like, to my knowledge. Um, but... Uh, Sorry, just to cut in. I think they did look at it, but there wasn't a proper... Yeah, not a proper, a proper review. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a one, two. They had no problem with it. And look, I guess there was just an element of bias, Um from me, uh, yeah, we didn't deserve to. We didn't. Maybe we deserved a point from the game, so max. But um, ultimately, we should have played better. So oh, we can't be relying on those sorts of challenges for penalties. It wasn't clear cut. Could have been given. Wasn't. You know, yeah. move on. I tend to think it, for me, it was one of those ones where. There's, there's no real winner either way in that decision. You're either happy or upset, no matter which way you look. You, you're either happy you got or didn't get it, or you're upset that you did or didn't, or that it was paid or that it wasn't paid. I, I, yeah, it just wasn't clear yeah. either way. Um, so, obviously, the game would end in defeat with uh, Victory taking all three points. Um, look, I did see some positives. Defensively, we were a lot sharper than last season, out taking out that one lapse for the goal. Um, we looked a lot better, especially with Lacroix down there. I thought he was an absolute beast. Um, Kilkenny, again, he looked great. So there's two good signings that have come into the team. Um, yeah, they just capitalised off one moment, really, because the final ball for both teams was really terrible the whole game. Any last thoughts? Um, yeah, hopefully we bring it next week. Hopefully we start Prijevic and bring on Wenzel Halls later because I think he's got pace to burn. Um, he, he can affect the game early on, but I think it'll be much more effective later on. Um, 
Previch, we really didn't really get a chance. Um, I think we might have a, a couple of tactical changes change ups this week. Uh, but you know, Rene Crean obviously still out. We've 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 left him out. Um, didn't make the squad probably due to fitness. Hopefully due to fitness and not injury. Um, yeah, um, see where we go from here. Uh, very very. If honestly, if it feels like um. It feels like pretty much the same game as the Newcastle Jets game, except uh, we got lucky in the Jets game and we didn't in this one. Uh, same sort of vibe. It felt like I watched almost the same game back-to-back. Uh, hopefully that, that doesn't repeat again on Friday. Look, I agree with you completely with the starting privilege. And, yeah, it looks like the team's just a little bit rusty. We've got a new coach. We've got a bunch of new players playing a new formation. We've got a gel, but... Starting Priovic over Wenzel Halls, if we don't make too many tactical changes and we play in the same sort of way where we are throwing boxes in, balls into the box, uh, we want to have somebody that's a little bit bigger than Wenzel Halls in there as much as I do like both of our strikers. Mm. Just adding to that, I think we kind of have like a pretty full-on first 30 where we're like really full of energy and full, like mm. a bit of dynamism, like, you know, we're dynamic. And then after that, and that's when we're getting our really good crosses in, we're catching people on the break. And in those cases, we have Dillman's or Halls in there and they've either been the other side, like to the other side of the, the ground or nowhere near him. So we really need to bring that Priovic in to get, to possibly connect with these balls. So I completely agree with you having him on early. Also just worth mentioning quickly, um, although he wasn't, uh, Fantastic. Uh, Lustig crack on the weekend. Um, he gave away a few. But um, hopefully yeah, he keeps his effort up and is rewarded with, uh, you know, a better game next week. Uh, I, I honestly probably see him starting again. Um, he's just had, he's got a bit of a dip in form, but it looks like he's trying to do something about it. Um, I, I thought he showed a few more positives this week. Hmm. Yeah. Well, now that the game's all said and done, should we do our player votes? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Now, we, the three of the four people on screen and Scott, who couldn't make it today, all have the same votes. Do you want to read them out, Leb? Yeah. Uh, the number one vote goes to Tomoki Mai, as in only gets one point. Sorry, probably should have started off with the three, but I thought it'd be a little bit different. But Tomoki and I, um, nothing spectacular, but as solid as usual, as what we've come to expect from him from the past year and a half. It's it's just kind of what we expect now. It's Tomoki and I on the pitch. You know someone who's going to give it his all and put in a, at least seven out of ten performance every week. Um, but his partner, Leo LaCroix, Leo LaCroix, however you want to pronounce it, Whenever we catch up with him, I'm sure we'll all ask him how it's properly pronounced LaCroix. and get the real way. Lacroix, 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 we'll figure, we'll figure it. But uh, he's getting number two because he was still the powerhouse of that defence. And even though we let in the goal, it was from set piece. It was a collective effort. It wasn't necessarily down to our centre backs. But the person who did best for us ran the show to the most that we could was Kilkenny, number three. I feel like he was just that energy that we needed in midfield that we probably maybe lacked a little bit last season. We've spoken about Lustica, but I feel like Lustica is more someone who um, like can support him really well. So uh, Kilkenny on his A-League debut for Western, 
three votes. 100%. Now, Jay, you're the only one that differed from the rest of us. What, what were your thoughts on the day? Only slightly. I went with uh, uh, for three Neil, Neil Cooper in midfield. Positive play. Um, number two was Tomoki. I think uh, he actually was uh, just worked a bit harder. Looked like um, you know he really gave it a red hot go, uh, and he just looked like he was outworking his partner a bit. Both pretty even in my books. I, the only reason I've given him two and Leo one is because Leo is the tall powerhouse unit, you know, of our club. He's got to be influencing those corners more so. I feel like he's partially at fault, even though it was a... Um, you've really got to make yourself well, like, make yourself a problem and be at least getting near the players that are jumping for the ball, like, for him to misread it and, you know, be so good uh, in the air from what we've seen is just, you know, that's a shocker. Uh, other than that, his game was pretty much flawless, so he still gets one. Um, but... Diamante probably wasn't far off one as well. He, he gave a lot of our positive balls into the box. So uh, he's been pretty hard done by by all of us. But um, if we if he gets an assist, he's probably got three. So that's just Definitely. a lot harder for the attackers. Um, but I think, you know, we've all got a very, very similar view of this game. Hopefully we get a couple of strikers in the threes and twos next week. Definitely. After this round, which I would not have expected Neil Kilkenny to leading the vote be leading the votes on 15, Lacroix on 9, and Tomoki Amai on 6. So definitely not what I was expecting. And the fact we were all on the same wavelength there um, really shows that it was a bit of, bit of a defensive game, which is not a bad thing. Uh, anything else, Kelsey? No, but I think we've uh, covered the game pretty well and hopefully we can get a better result next week. Definitely. Now, if you're as passionate about Western United as we are, you won't want to miss any of the season's A-League action. And the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A-League Live app. Search for A-League Live Sport or Sportsmate in the, in the app or Google Play stores. Now, here's a real story from the weekend. We were on the march from the Barwon Club to the MHBR. I literally looked up the squad for the day whilst we're walking. Well, like the other thing too is A-League Life provided a lot of those stats for the breakdown for the Ryan Scott versus Jamie Young thing as well. So, yeah, big shout out to them. We'll have a link in the description of the audio and the video. Now, do you guys want to move on? Yep, let's do it. Yep, sweet. Now we're going to go into... Actually, that's our sequence. The game preview. Now, I'll be... Organizing this one, who's who's keen? You know we are. <laughs> I know you are. You know we are. Seven forty-five so on a Friday night. Yeah, good way to and end just, the work week. Very keen. That's, that's better than the, the five thirty on a Friday night like last week when we had to race to the city. Yeah. So, in the first match of round two, West United take on Perth Glory at seven forty-five p.m. at Amy Park. This will likely be Victorian football fans' first chance to see Liverpool legend Daniel Sturridge in action and a my boost attendance. Perth drew with Adelaide in round one with a belter from Fornaroli proving he still has some gas in the tank. <laughs> Our record against Glory is quite good with two wins, one draw, one loss, and one of those being a cracker. Kelsey, what are your expectations? One, I'm hoping that we do get a decent crowd. I've heard rumours that um, some Liverpool fans want to 
attend the game to see him in action. You, uh, Jay and Lee will be, I want to better confirm that, being actual Liverpool fans as well. Yeah, Look, we'll I'm hoping for a crack up on Kelsey, if that's all right. Um, the Liverpool yeah, just supporters group. Yeah, while we're on the tangent, the Liverpool Supporters Club, um, Melbourne, have been having talks in there. Myself and Jay both being Liverpool fans, we're in there and met a few of the guys when we've gone to the Imperial and whatever. Not too close with them, but have have met a few people and chatted to a few people in there. And there's definitely plans for a, a not not being in the Perth active, but potentially a, a Liverpool active that might be at the game as well. So uh, I think attendance, don't know how much it'll be boosted, but it'll definitely be upped by the fact that Daniel Sturridge will be there. And let's hope he gets more than eight minutes. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he at least draws a couple hundred people just just to watch mm. the Daniel Sturridge show. I mean, if you saw 95,000 rock up to the G for a Liverpool game, wouldn't surprise me if you get... Uh, a few hundred for one of Liverpool's, you know, big stars of the last 10 years. Would you yeah. say it's worth three touches or? Uh, yes. Yes. I, would, I think actually. I, I think I went to a, a Newcastle game to watch like a touch from ML Heskey and it was beautiful. So um, <laughs> I think it's definitely worth it. I think you'll get a, a, a the previous situation. He's just come out of quarantine himself. He's not fit. Uh, probably might get subbed on at like halftime. Maybe we might start. Uh, who knows? But I think it was a fitness issue that reduced him to the late sub last week. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he's still not quite up to it in Melbourne, but I think he'll at least be subbed on, hopefully. I'm hoping yeah. for at least uh, 30 minutes. Yeah, I suspect he might come on about the 60th as well. Um, yeah, just going back to recap, Look, I'm hoping for a bit of a crack of a game. Maybe not 7-5. We don't need that kind of levels of craziness. It's not good for your defence. Um, might be good for Ryan Scott if uh, Jamie Young shipped five goals, though. But, look, I'm hoping for a, just an open, like, when I say open game, just a bit of a cracker, both ends, you know, just a bit of entertaining football. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I'm hoping for something quite entertaining as well. Uh, how do you think we're going to line up this week, Jay? Uh, yeah, pretty much like I said in the recap of the last little bit, uh, I think it'll be a relatively unchanged squad. Maybe uh, see how Rene Crin's doing, uh, see if he can slot into that midfield. Um, maybe Previch starts uh, over Wensley Hall, then maybe we get Parise in um, over Lockie Wales because I think he's definitely worth a run as well. There's the same start young as well. And, um, yeah, see where we go. I, I think it's going to be relative, either going to be pretty much unchanged or I think there'll probably be those your three changes will all go ahead, something like that. Um, those are the only ones I really see happening. Other than that, I think our starting lineups pretty much lock. Nice. Anyone else, Kelsey? Um, yeah, no, look, I'm hoping Rene Crin at least makes the bench this week that he's already at least... Hopefully he's fit enough to at least make that. Um, I would like to see Priyavich start. Um, I think Alois is fairly settled in his lineup minus one or two th- tweaks here or there. Um, so I don't think we'll see a lot of change. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Leb? Uh, look, I don't have much to say on it. It's more so I just want to see uh, a better performance. Okay. Whoever plays. Whoever plays. Uh, we struggled with converting chances in the forward half. Leb, what do you think can be done to seal some deals there? 
Well, as I mentioned before, if we want to play the same sort of way, I think playing Alex Previch up front instead of mm. Dylan Wenzel Halls, or even if they both play, at least having that bigger striker on the field will help with that sort of thing. Or we may not need to play him from the start if he's still not fully fit, but that means we need to change the way that we're we're creating our chances instead of going a little bit more gung-ho with, yes, yeah, swinging balls in, swinging balls in quick. We might need a bit of a, a slower, bit of a bit, a bit of a more composed build-up play. Yeah, nice. Um, now, score predictions, Jay. Two-one Perth. Ooh. Unfortunately, right. I think um, we're going to go down. I think we score a goal. I think we, we it's one-one. They score one late. Uh, I don't think Sparridge scores. I think Port Riley is looking pretty good. I think Perth are going to slip away with the win. Hopefully, I'm wrong, <laughs> obviously, okay. but I've got a bad feeling. I think Perth are going to be a, uh, a sneaky, sneaky team on the, on the hop this year. And uh, Fornaroli, I think, is going to cause us problems, much like he did when they played us early on last season. Okay. Uh, Kelsey. So here's what I liked up in my fantasy land. It, it's like the 93rd minute, Sturridge scores. They all go wild. Shame it was 2-1 to us winning. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I would love, absolutely love that. I'd celebrate for Sturridge at that point. So would I. Yeah. <laughs> Not, Not a Liverpool no. boy. Maybe if we're up 3-0, but... Yeah, 3-1, 3-1. Like to, to remain intact, okay? <laughs> oh, when I said 93rd minute, there's only three minutes of stoppage time. Like, it's literally like the last kick. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they kick off um, goal. from goal, from halfway goal, and <laughs> Jamie Young slips over, and we lose two points like that. That's how it happens. Hey, it'll get, get Scotty back in at least, which... <laughs> I'd rather the three... Honestly, sorry, Scotty, I'd rather the I'd rather the three, the three points. points at this. Yeah, yeah, I would. Same here. Uh, Leb, what, what do you think? Well, hang on. We didn't get Kelsey's actual prediction. Was oh, wait, actual no, no. Prediction, or I'm going to go off a fantasy maybe? land one. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm, I'm a bit more pessimistic than Kelsey, but not as pessimistic as Jay, I think... Yeah, it's going to be 1-1, and unfortunately, Daniel Sturridge doesn't score in that one either. I'm in the same camp as you, Leb. I think it's going to be 1-1. Looking at their game against Adelaide as well, they had a freak goal to make it win, so I reckon we get one in, and it's going to be like Connor Payne. No, they didn't win, did they, against Adelaide? They had a draw. A draw, yeah, but to to actually, yeah, get a point. Yeah, Yeah, so, like, that's what I mean, like, to get the, like, to get that goal, they, it, was a, like, it was a bit of a freak one. So I reckon we're going to get one like from Connor Payne. And he's going to do his triple deke thing. He does the leg <laughs> thing. And it's going to, yeah, that's my prediction. I'm happy to be wrong. I just wanted to make it say something a bit random. Uh, any other final comments? I hope you're right. I'm sticking with my pro- Sorry, just Sorry, go, go, go. right about uh, Connor Payne. Because he actually has looked somewhat lively and I think he deserves a goal. Do you like that? Yeah. Yes, I'll stick with my fantasy land. I do think it'll be. I suspect it'll be a draw or a loss, but I'm I'm going to stick with fantasy land and go with the win in that ridiculous scenario. Nice. Now, can I ask you one thing, there, Kelsey? Before we go on to the next thing, yep. do you think any of our new players will get their debut goal for the club? 
I think Priovic might. I think Priovic scores in the game. Okay. If he gets more time, or he'll, I reckon he's going to be one to score for sure. Yeah. See, I was going to say I got the feeling of a Neil Kilkenny penalty. Oh, that'd be good. I'd take that. I, mm. I I would like to see one of our new players score and. Uh, sort of get around the active or at least J up the fans a little bit to sort of be like, uh, you know, we're here sort of moment for the club because, you know, we do have three or four or four or five big new players that we haven't really got a chance to meet or or see in action. Um, so it's, it's, not, it's not like any other season we've had at Western. And um, I think uh, they, there are glimpses of passion. We have seen Leo come up and... And um, interact with the fans. Uh, Prijevic, not so much. Um, he did stick it to the Jets supporters. That's what I was <laughs> going to bring up. I don't want if he Put does you... that again. You know, he gives it to the opposition again. He just seems like the A-League's lackey. He... <laughs> yeah, maybe he thought that was our uh, support for a second. Um, and <laughs> Wait, what knows? colours are he's, he's not been in the country long. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, I would like to see like maybe a Neil Kilkenny goal or like a goal from a, a set piece uh, or a corner or something like that. And, you know, all the players sort of link and gel and get around each other. Um, obviously, I don't want us to lose 2-1. That's just my football brain kicking in for once rather than my passion. Um, if I do think – if we do win, I don't think it'll be more than – by more than a goal. But if we do win, I think it'll be another cracker. Although I was wrong about last week. To an extent, I, th- I thought it'd be a five-three or a nil-all, and I was sort of close to nil-all. But um, I, I hopefully it's an exciting game for the neutral fan at the very least. Let's keep it moving, guys. And do you know what we're going to talk about next? Where are we going? Hey, here we go. Yes. Now, support for our West is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You've heard that right, 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code AW. AW21. Now, imagine... At manscaped.com. Uh, at manscaped.com. Sorry, my apologies. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimi- optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. We've all had a go of it, and I've been blown not away me, by the Not me yet. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, hurry up, buddy. I know. Um, I just... <laughs> Sorry, I'll get there. I'll get. We there. expect results well, on next week's pod. Yeah. All right, done. Yeah, yeah. but the package yeah. is too nice. I've just wanted to kind of keep it together for a little bit. It's, it's pretty. It's like well, let's talk about the packaging. The package comes in this nice box. It's a great customer experience. iPhone was blown away by it, and I had really good like good go. Like you know what I mean? It's Christmas. It's also a time for a lot of people getting out of lockdown in Victoria. You you want to get yourself cleaned up. You want to get back on the dating scene. I'm a married man. This is away from me. I don't know. I'm not in that game anymore. You know what I mean? But for those who are, those who are getting back into the nightclubs, those who get home from uh, football matches in Geelong at six in the morning after getting a, a really expensive Uber ride home, this could be for you if you want to impress some, like impress someone. So we really recommend checking out Manscaped. Do you know what, Now, do you know what I was blown away by? The performance. Yeah. 
Yep. The craftsmanship detail and details in the 4.0 are next level. Love it. Now, this could also be a great present for your dad, which is a bit weird, but hey, <laughs> what you do you. If, uh, your, your partner, a friend, maybe your fr- you know your friend's got hairy nuts. Send him a thing. It might make active smell a bit better at the end of a game. I don't know. But if you do, if you, that's something that appeals to you, go to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code AWAW21 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. you guys want to the get deodorant's the great as well. I needed that. Oh, don't even after, get me started. After game one. <laughs> to be honest, I would take that ball spray, the reviver, if you were oh. to go out after the game. 100%. Like that gets you like. You, you won't get like any of that, like that's stank crotch from that. And if you want to pick up, like, yeah, that's just my recommendation. But let's get on to the footy tips, like our tipping comp. As you know, we have a tipping competition. Sorry, I'm just trying to get rid of the that. So my apologies, guys. There we go. Yep, sweet tipping comp. Now, do you guys want to share it? Just give Look, me a second. I'm not going to lie. I forgot it existed again. Kelsey, can oh, you Kelsey. step your game up? Uh, Kelsey, please do it because we have a real oh. prize that we will be getting. We will also have the most wanted trophy in the All Out West podcast universe, the toilet seat. Now, Ethan is currently, Ethan AWW is currently winning on four points. Same with Christopher Russell, Irish Tony. Uh, Irish Tony is coming third on three which is same with, yeah, the dogs, look at Scott, all out pests, which is me. Lebby, you're coming seventh. Now, Sherlock, Nick, the the most, the worst attending member of the podcast on two. <laughs> He's that bad. You get a Manscaped bum, bundle. Yep, that's what happens. Now, the <laughs> Joker baby, 12th. Um, what's your, uh, Lebby, your seventh. And yeah, A-Track's coming last. That's what I love to see, last year's champion. Yeah, it's going to be a tough crawl back. Shout out, big fella. But yeah, well, look, get he's in. on We're negative some... three for the. Sorry, sorry, Wallace. He's on negative three for the votes, which means that that kind of looks like he actually tipped Brisbane for a one goal win, or City for a five goal win. <laughs> wow, something was outlandish there. But step yeah. your game up, Tran. Uh, make sure you check this space. We will bring it up every week. Kelsey will eventually get on it. Thanks for letting the team I'll do it there, this buddy. week. I'll start from four behind and see where how far up I can get. Yeah, not probably well. Now, we <laughs> won't have a lot of... Sorry, you just quickly. Jay? I'm 12th, so is Weston. Expect both me and Weston to be at the top, number one, by the top of the season. I'm going to go in solidarity with our club, rocketing <laughs> up that table. If there's a draw, like... we're going to have to make more trophies. No, I'm taking it. No, well, the the prize can only go to a non All Out West podcast. So the person who does best that is not a member of this podcast, Nick, this doesn't include you, mate. Shout out, Nick. If if uh, we have, side note, to... I might have told him that he can win it, just to get him to uh, join. Okay, cool. Well, okay, if, he can if, win it. He's hasn't just, attended in two uh, years. Just quickly, I reckon um, if we have two. Um, to uh, people not from the uh, the podcast win. I reckon we set up a FIFA game, uh, Western United at home versus Western United away, and simulate it. And 
each person picks a team and then we see how it goes from there. The winner from that game on FIFA, that simulated game, ends up getting the trophy if it comes down to a draw. I know. Okay, I was just going to say running race, but hey, I'll take it. It seems less like Look, we've done that for a couple of hard decisions in the past as well. FIFA FIFA matches, 10-player Smash Bros games. There's been a few really tough decisions made from simulations. I I like it. Now, Mm. we'll keep moving. Uh, Now, around the grounds, we don't have a lot this week, but I think a really big one is, and there's been a lot of heat thrown at MacArthur, and I can understand the the issue they have is their stadium was deemed unsafe for a league action last week. And it's probably going to be for a few weeks out of action. And their game had to be rescheduled as the, probably as the other new expansion team who does have a stadium that's unusual. Well, we don't have a, we don't have a stadium. So, um, <laughs> but who could understand it's, it's a bit sad. It's a bit sad for some of the fans to, to go through that. Cause it's imagine having to drive to Newcastle. That's a, that's a fair trek. You guys yeah, have any look, thoughts on that? Yeah, look, it is a, you feel a bit sorry a, for him. Yeah, it is a fair trek, but I'd rather go to Newcastle and watch a game on a pitch that doesn't look like it's been hit with mortifier. That was an <laughs> atrocious pitch. I swear I saw some Germans digging trenches out there. I'm not even kidding. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was it looked like a war zone. It was horrific. It literally looked it like looked, the time I was at Normandy at the landing beaches and you see the big crate. That's exactly what it looked like. It was yeah, giving it was me um, 19... Sorry, it was giving me 1970s AFL vibes. <laughs> it was like tank, tra- like tank traps and all that all over the like field. It was just atrocious. Like, how do you let that happen if you can? You pay that? a dollar in rent. That's how. Yeah. yeah it's, there's got to be other clubs using it as well, not just... You know, it's it's ridiculous. There it's, is um, amateur clubs with pitches that are a thousand times better than that. And did no one clubs. go down and suss a couple of days before? What are they doing? A weeks before, go down, like it, go, it's go a bit down slack. and have a look. Yeah, you know, for both the club and you know, at yeah, least we know, we're, like at Western, you know, even though we don't have a ground, we we know Amy Park's always going to be top notch. GMHBA's mm. pretty close to top notch, uh, and you know, Mars Stadium has actually. They've put a good surface forward most of the time from what I've seen. Um, but, geez, I'd hate, you'd hate to rock mm. up and see that. And you'd hate to, you know, be thinking you're playing a game down at Amy Park and then all of a sudden, you know, you're going an hour and a half in the opposite direction to yeah. Geelong. So, yeah, it yeah, is. But sorry, one, one, last, one last point. They had to move it because imagine the sorts of injuries that the players could have got on that sort of pitch as well. It's 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 not just uh, it's not just awful to look at. It's not just slack. It's it's dangerous. Yeah, and MacArthur can't afford to lose more players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely would have seen a few legs come off with all the landmines planted under that pitch over in Campbelltown. It was atrocious. <laughs> now, here's a, just a little bit of a summary here, just to put into perspective. It is a two-hour and 34-minute drive with tolls, 235Ks to get there from uh, MacArthur, just a centralized location on Google. It is a... As a person who won't pay tolls, how much was it without... How long is it without tolls? There wasn't an option um, because it's all inland. Uh, Because it's Uh, all coast. Um, But yeah, yeah. here's another fun one. Yeah, another fun one. Eight hours and 49 minutes on a train to get there. 
and it is a 44-hour walk and a 12-hour and 47-minute bike ride. How much How is the Uber? It does give a bit me a more option. than two hundred and fifty, I'd say. <laughs> how, how long so, does it yeah. take to crawl there? I was going to say do I the doesn't, worm. <laughs> it doesn't give me that option on Google. Sorry, man. Um, but yeah, yeah I no, can understand. Sorry, before sorry, Wallace. Before we get off this point, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure when I was announced, but as far as I know, it wasn't too long beforehand. So imagine as us as football fans and other clubs as well planning for weeks in advance for this round one to have a big day, catch up with a lot of people you haven't seen in a long time, and then everything changes. And it's not even a COVID-related issue, which we could probably deal with because we're used to that sort of thing now. It, it seems like it's yeah, people being negligent, Slack. if anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the pitch had COVID. It looked like it. Looked it looked like it. It looked like it. It looked like it was in the ICU. Yeah, I don't know if there's pitch gonorrhea or something, but yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> don't know what else to say there. It wasn't great. Use the, use um, the bill really, the owner to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I feel bad for the fans, and that would really have sucked. But we're gonna move on. Do you guys have anything for Carded? Well, I think we we'll um, just said our first one then. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the biggest one. Um, red card to the players throwing bottles. At the League One game this morning, throwing bottles at Dimitri oh, Payet. Oh. Cause I think the game to get delayed. Uh, well, I, I didn't see Cancel. past like the 20 like minutes. Postponed. It was awful. Yeah, it sorry, was postponed. Yeah, just, um, sorry, I'm a bit out yeah, of it. It's, it's like, something come you on, never guys, want to see in football. Maybe if you're going to throw a look, you see stuff get thrown on the pitch. What if it's a plastic cup here or there? Um, and you don't throw full bottles of water at players. You don't throw objects at players. You know, throw a everyone's of everyone's like, everyone's seen someone throw an empty bottle onto you know the touchline or something like that. Or if you're at a boy all sliding in front of your old fans, maybe then you start throwing stuff. But you had like, to bring that up, you know, didn't you? Had to, we did, you, mate. <laughs> um, but you know that's just disgraceful to be throwing um, you know objects at players that are just there to do their job. There to play for the fans. You don't treat your players like that. It was straight Marseille impact. Game. You saw the way it hit him. You saw the way it hit him. It was straight impact too. Yeah. Yeah. Marseille so, games. It, they bring out the worst in everyone in France. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anyone else? Anything else? Yeah, I've got one. It's not necessarily about Manchester United's performance, them getting smacked by Watford. It's the fact that it's – and it's not even uh, – this round, players, Oli – have to hold their hands up too, but it's not even about them. It's uh, my card is towards the board and how long it's taken to actually figure out that this guy was out of his depth for so long. And so many people have been saying it. he knew it within himself, but he loved the club that much that he didn't want to give up on something he loved. I'd give less blame to him. And you feel like he was just used as a puppet for a lot of the shortcomings that are higher up in the club and they can go get another manager tomorrow, but, I mean, I could get stuck into a 10-minute rant about this, but I I won't. But essentially, there's this big lengthy process that's going on that doesn't look like it's going to work in the long run as well. So my card's to the Manchester United board and owners. My card is actually going to be changed to Watford for getting him sacked. (laughs) Yeah. But at the end of the day, until things change at the top, I don't think things will change at that club. No. Um. 
I also have a card, but this is for something different. I really despise. I give a red card to the new Home Alone movie on Disney Plus. I watched it with my daughter, and it is shit. Oh no, there's another that that's got to be number six now. Yeah, I think it's like it five. Be. I've watched yeah, I think all it's of them five. recently. Five. Like, yeah, because there was like there was like two with Macaulay. She had it, Macaulay. You're great. Great to see you doing respect. well at the moment. Uh, but uh, there are a couple. No, it is number six because apparently three and four were awful. Five was actually like decent because they didn't try and play off everything that had to do with the old ones and they made it a little bit different. But you mm. telling me this now is maybe <laughs> laugh, but try. Uh, there the looks FP? to be five. What's that? Sorry. There's there's five. Oh, no, the, one. One. the one that came this out one's... is sixth, is the sixth because it was the holiday yeah. heist in 2012. <laughs> That's the one that was actually okay from what I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's better than three and four. Uh, I reckon all let's do, do is we'll do, let's do a deep dive on this next time. We'll do a home alone podcast in a couple of weeks. We'll, and do, we'll do a proper nah, deep dive. Okay, next podcast set aside five minutes for like proper five minutes for a home alone segment. No, all I'm assuming is they had opening credits and it was considered better than the other two movies just by opening credits. Yeah, they were yeah, pretty weak because that's a home alone. Oh, but yeah, let's get back onto the club stuff. Now, we would like everyone listening to make sure you get out to the game on Friday. Let's support the boys. Let's make it happen this season. Attendance is a big part of it. Get out there, support. Active's going to be out there having a good one. Uh, is there any pregame info yet? I take it no. Not yet, but I'm sure it's going to be the bar when it's probably going to be a bit tough on a uh, Friday it's in, night. It's Amy work. Oh, yeah. Crap, it's a- sorry. <laughs> Uh, precinct. Um, what's the one across again? precinct? I'd say precinct. precinct I... Worst case corner. Worst Look, case. It's not. It's not confirmed, but I'm assuming it'll be the precinct. They're guys that have helped us out in the past and had us there before games when we've played in Melbourne beforehand. Apart from when they've been City's home games, because City do go there. But um, that's understandable, though. No information yet, but I do feel like the pre-game atmosphere will be a bit small. It's hard for people. It's a Friday night, uh, but. There's no excuse not to get to the game by 7.45 unless you're finishing in the country at 6.30 p.m. Oh, look, I'll confess I might not have to attend this week's game just because I've got a work thing that I have to attend, but I'll be supporting nonetheless. I'll be watching on my phone whilst there. Look, as we said before, it's a, it's a bit of a tough time because the world has just opened back up, so there are a lot of events going on at the moment. So we do understand that too. We just hope that even though we've started off with smaller attendances this season, whereas usually we've had bigger ones in the early round, we hope they don't drop from what they are now. We hope to see them at least stay the same or improve over the course of the season. And what I don't want to see is people purchasing a ticket then just not showing up. If you're not going to come, actually, don't get a ticket. That, that's the thing. I, like, like, I haven't purchased my ticket because I know I can't attend this week. Yeah. And you've got a free unless, one. That's exactly unless, right. I can disclaim it. Unless... You are physically paying for it and you don't attend. That, that's free money for the club. Yeah. yeah. Or, right. Although it's lost revenue on possible like food and drinks, but whatever. Yeah. Let's get it going. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Check out our sponsors, Manscaped. Check out A-League Live. They're a sick app. And um, all West, aren't we? All West, aren't we, fellas? All West, aren't we? Jay? Jeffrey?